Thanks for checking out this message from River Valley Church in Boise, Idaho. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you. For more messages like this, make sure to check out our podcast. And for more content from River Valley, go to our website, rivervalleyboise.com. Enjoy this message. Today we're going to jump into the Word of God. We're going to spend some time together uh, just continuing in the series that we're in. But before we do that, I just want to take a moment uh, just to encourage you like uh, about where we're at in history. Uh, we are in uncharted territories. These, these waters that we are in are totally new and different, um, but present to us a really cool opportunity for some new things to experience in God. You're sitting in your home right now, your couch, some of you in your pajamas, Yes, I know that's you, Jeff Selmans. Uh, chilling, enjoying your time. I hope you had a great morning breakfast together with your family, coffee in your hand. Uh, I'm a tea guy. Uh, but I just, I just want to let you know that this is okay. Uh, it's how we can gather together right now. And uh, I love the fact that we get to do this together as a church. I want to remind you in the history of humanity, uh, there have been a lot of really tumultuous things that have taken place all throughout history. But when we look all through history, we see one constant, and that is this, that the gospel of Jesus Christ has never been hurried or worried by world catastrophe. It has never slowed down the move of God. Um, God is, loves meeting with his people, continues to do that, has done that through all of history, and that is no different than today. We are seeing some really incredible things on the world stage, but here's what we know, that our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that the message of Jesus is still good news. And so as we gather in our homes today, as you're sitting maybe with some family members or a couple friends, I just want your heart to be encouraged by this reality, that our lives may be rocked a little bit, our rhythms may be changed, but that God remains the same. He's faithful, He's present, He's good, He's loving, He's always with us. And that is the anchor of our soul. So as the body of Christ, as we're gathering together all over the Treasure Valley, I know there's some friends of mine that are listening both in the Philippines and Nepal. We're all around the world connecting together through the Word of God. And so I just want to encourage you uh, to let your hearts be encouraged in that space um, and, and let your heart be drawn to this reality that God is with us and that He is beautiful. Uh, one thing I want to help you with is we continue to do some of these online times together. We're going to give you some interactive things that we want you to be doing in your home with your family. If you're home alone right now, uh, then we want you to take some time to read some of these things out loud because there's some real power in the words that we speak and declare. And I want you to turn your Bibles, if you would, to First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11. That's right, First Chronicles. We don't go there very often. 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11. Uh, have your Bible with you. Turn to it. And here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you about 15 to 20 seconds here. And I want you to read this out loud in your home. It's a powerful declaration. It's actually a prayer that David prayed when they, prayed when they were dedicating the temple. And this was his prayer to God. And this, this verse 11 here is a powerful declaration of of who God is. So I'm going to give you here in just a second a moment to, to read this in your home. Parents, if your kids are with you, maybe have one of your kids read this out loud. Um, and, and spouses, let's get together. And we're going to make this declaration here about who God is. Again, First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11. Ready, go.
All right. I love this, this uh, verse here and this prayer from David's heart because it, it makes this really powerful declaration. Oh, Lord, this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. That's a powerful declaration that David was making over a time in their kingdom that was really a celebration, but also a reality of the present for us that no matter what is going on in our world, that the the God we serve, the God that we call our God, is the Lord over all. So no matter what's going on around you in your work or in your, your, your places of employment, maybe in your home or in your family, here's the declaration that we have, that God is the God over all. When we make these declarations, we're actually speaking these things over our lives, over our families. We're bringing peace to our heart as we declare the powerful and wonderful Word of God. We've been in a series uh, recently here called Rhythms, and uh, this series is really helping us to gain some perspective on the pace at which we're living life. Pastor Jason did an awesome job two weeks ago of really setting the platform for us as we take this journey into rhythms. Last week, I talked about uh, rhythms and, and really kind of what that looks like in our life. Today, I'm going to lead us into a space uh, that we're going to talk pretty heavily about that's going to help us grasp a little bit more on what God has been speaking to us about rhythms. And so as we open in the Word of God, I just I want to encourage you, put all your cares aside, and let's just let the Word of God speak to us today uh, a word of life, encouragement, and hope as we step into this week that's ahead of us. Our main passage has been 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 56. And this is really uh, an incredible uh, uh, conversation that's taking place here um, as the people of, of God are making a declaration really about some next steps for him and them. And here's what it says. Blessed be God who has given peace to his people Israel just as he said that he would do. And I just want to declare that over you. God has given you peace. He has given you a sound mind. He has given you a, a heart that can be at rest in him. Not one of all of his good and wonderful words that he spoke through Moses has misfired. May God, our very own God, your very own God, continue to be with you just as he has been with our ancestors. May he never give up on us or walk out. How many of you know he never will? Jesus promised he would be with you always, even to the end of the age. And may he keep us centered and devoted to him, not distracted by what's going on around us, not distracted by all the news and social media, not distracted by, by the things that we're hearing on, on all the different platforms of our lives, but keeping ourselves devoted to him, following the life path, he has cleared, and I love this part, watching the signposts, walking at the pace and rhythm he laid down for our ancestors. God has a pace and a rhythm for us to live at, church. And in this season of life, it seems like everything slowed down a little bit. Uh, the world around us doesn't know up from down. People's rhythms have been radically changed. Your rhythms have been changed from what they've typically been. Some of us are having to introduce ourselves to the very people we've been living with for years because now we have all of this time to stop and to communicate together. There's no sports to watch. There's no practice at the moment in time. And so we find ourselves in this place and time in history where our rhythms 
are changing, where our life is slowing down. No school for our kids. I'm sorry, moms. I know this is a big, challenging season for you. Social events have been canceled. Activities have changed. Our pace and our rhythm of life has really come to a screeching hold, and not just here in the United States, but all over the world. We can point to all of these things in this moment, but one thing that is for sure, everyone's rhythm and pace has changed. I don't think that it's a coincidence that God led us as a church to to begin the year with a series that talked about prayer and the power of its influence in our lives and how we connect with God and it brings us peace in this journey. I don't think that it's a, a, a coincidence that the next series that God took us into was a series called Choose Joy and it was really setting a platform and an environment for us to not be conformed to this world, but to, to make the choice to live in joy and to put on the garments of praise. And I don't think it's any coincidence that God set us into this series on rhythms and pace and following what He's doing in our lives when we look around and see what's going on in our world today. I believe that God has been speaking to us, preparing us, preparing you and your family to set some new rhythms for your life. And so today I want to talk to you about uh, the rhythm of rest. I want to talk to you about this place of rest and peace that, that we see God set into His Word from the very foundations of the world. We see God work for six days, and on the seventh day He rests. And the Bible tells us that He rested from His work, from His toil. And I just want to pose a thought to you. Could it be that throughout the world today that we are experiencing a global Sabbath. Could it be that in the world that we're living in, that the pace that this world has been running at, that we are experiencing this rest that God so desired for people to experience because we've maybe just been going too fast. Maybe we have not been stewarding rest very well. And I want to ask you this question. Are you a good steward of the rest that God has called you into? Have you learned how to to embrace this principle of rest that is sown all throughout Scripture and a model that was given something that actually set the people of God apart from all other civilizations was this principle of resting and being a people of rest. And I know we live in a, a world of turmoil right now, but that world does not get to do as the people of God. We've been reading out of a passage in Matthew, Matthew chapter 11. I want you to turn there if you would. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. And I'm going to read it to you again out of the message version, because remember, we're talking about the rhythms of rest today. And here's what it says. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, Jesus says. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Not just a vacation, but a real rest is what he wants for you. Here's what he says. Walk with me and work with me. That, that means he doesn't want us to stop the, the things that he's called us to in life, but he wants us to learn how to do that from a different space. And I love where he goes here. He says, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. 
I love how some of the other, other versions unpack this space where it says, Come to me all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. God wants you to be rested. God wants you to be a person who lives a life that, that is exemplified by the rest of God, the peace of God reigning in your life. And what he invites us to do is to come to him. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. There's a process to this, this space of rest that is, that is both moment by moment, day by day, week by week, and, and extends into all the facets of our life. Here's what I know about life, and here's what I know about the, the things that are created around rhythm. Great music has a dynamic to it. A, a good movie will take you on a journey. Sporting events have momentum swings that create what is called the flow of the game. Life was designed with rhythm. Go out into nature and just listen to the beauty and the rhythm of what is around you. I talked last week about the very core of our nature. Our heart was built at a very specific rhythm and pace. And yes, it fluctuates as the needs of our, our body demanded. But God built your life to be in healthy rhythms. And when we live in healthy rhythms, we will experience the blessing that God intended for you to experience in this life. And when we violate those rhythms, trouble follows. And we see that all around us in the world that we live in today. People going at too quick of a pace and, and their health problems. We, we see all of these things that press in on our life and demand our time. And we become a people that have not learned how to rest well. And so today I want to I take you into four points that are going to help you to, to steward this place of rest in our life well. I want to talk about a few things that are going to set some guardrails to our life. And again, some of us are experiencing that in our life, not of our own, own, own will, but simply because the world around us, its pace and rhythm has changed. But I believe that God's trying to teach us something in this season of life, and I want you to grab a hold of it. And I really, I really believe that this is a prophetic word for many of you, even as you sit on your couches with a blanket wrapped around you, a cup of coffee in your hand, that God's wanting to give you a picture of what it means to come near to Him and to rest in Him. And I know that there's some of you that are watching right now that aren't experiencing rest in your life because your, your pace of life, your job hasn't gotten easier. In fact, it's gotten more stressful and a lot more pressures upon you. And you've got to learn how in this season of life to adapt the principles of God and adopt the principles of God to your life so that you can experience the rest that God wants for you. So my first point today for you when we talk about these rhythms of rest is the first one is this. Be still. Here's, here's what Scripture tells us in Psalms 46.10. It says, be still and know that I am God. Let me, let me rephrase that into some terminology that you might understand a little bit better. Stop moving. Be quiet. Slow down in your life for a second to just be in the stillness of the moment. In fact, Here's what I'm beginning to understand, that many of us don't know God very well because we're too busy doing, and He's asked us to be still so that we can know Him. Some of us don't know Him anything other than the chaos of life, and that is really not 
the, the space that God desires for you to know him best in. In fact, if you think back at the beginning, God created the Garden of Eden in its perfection to fellowship with man. And it was peaceful and beautiful and wonderful. And the Bible tells us that God came and walked with Adam and Eden and Eve in the stillness of the day. There was just a beauty about it. And some of us just have not learned this principle of being still. And because we haven't, we don't even really know some of the beauty and the character and the nature of God. I want to challenge you. Be a person that learns how to be a human being, not a human doing. Be someone who learns how to be still and enjoy the moments that are around us in life. When you're still, we are reminded of how big God is and really how small everything else in life really is. Our attention is pushed towards Him instead of all the rhythms and paces and all the metronome of this life trying to press you to move faster and do more. And sometimes you just need to stop and be still. By government, man, forced into slowing down right now in our lives. But, but why should it take the government to help us to slow down a little bit when the God of all creation has invited us into close relationship with Him? To learn how to be still before Him and let, let all the noise of life be settled off to the side. Today I want to give you a, a little exercise right now in this moment. I know you're, you're quiet and listening. For those of you who have small children, I know that it is not quiet and, and that is not what the, the feel is right now in your home. But I want you to just pause for a moment. And, and we're going to put some practice to this preaching. That God invites you into a place of being still and knowing that He is God. I just want you to close your eyes for a minute. And I just want you to pause right where you're at. I want you to experience what it means to be still and to know that He is God. And I believe that God's going to meet you right now where you are sitting as we take this next 30 seconds to just close our eyes and to be still with Him. Father, with all the noise of the world that is around us right now in this time in history. God, would you teach us to be a people. God, who still and know that you are God. To experience you, Father, in some really beautiful ways, God. Whether it be going out and sitting on our porch in the evening, God. And just enjoying the stillness of life, God. Or Lord, may it be in the mornings, Lord, as we rise out of bed and there's just peace and calm, God, that we would be a people, Lord, that come and be still before you. God, would you teach us how to do this in the busyness and the rhythms of life, God? Lord, maybe as we're at our work, God, or, or Lord, we're just traveling through our days, Lord, may we be a people who learn how to be still before you, to know that you are God. And God, as we do that, God, would you be glorified and exalted? Would you be made bigger in our eyes, Lord? And Lord, all the challenges that we see around us in life, God, be made smaller. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to encourage you to be a person who learns how to be still in the presence of God, to take moments to stop in your day and to be near Him. The first one for us was to be still. The second one is to learn how to rest daily. 
Yes, rest daily. We are designed by God to take moments for quiet time, to rest and to be still. For most of us in our life, we, we rarely build that time into our schedule. Do you know that there's medical case study after medical case study out there that, that shows the benefits of taking short 20-minute breaks throughout your day to just rest, unplug, and recharge? And what I mean by that is turn your phone off for 20 minutes. Learn how to just be still in your workplace. Maybe go out and sit in your car. Go for a walk along whatever spaces that you have at work to, to learn how to just be still. Moms, to have your, your little kiddos just go sit in their bed for a few minutes with a book and, and then just to be still. I'm giving you permission to take 20 minutes. Yes, as I think the, the Latin American culture has got it right. I think the rest of us are missing out a little bit. We need siestas every day for just, just a few minutes to rest and recharge, to slow our brains down and, and to calm our emotions. There's such health, physical uh, value to that for us. And I, I want to encourage you to do that in your life. We're, we're experiencing that right now because of a virus that is going on on our planet that has disrupted our, our typical rhythms. But I, I want to encourage you to be a person who learns how to do that every day. In fact, we have a really cool biblical example of that, a guy named Daniel that most of you know about. Um, there, there's this beautiful scripture that gives us insight into Daniel's life and how, how he lived and the rhythms he has. In Daniel chapter 6, verse 10, I'm reading now the New Living Transition translation says this, but when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, and this was the law that was proclaimed that nobody for 30 days could do anything but worship the king at that point in time. Here's Daniel's response to it. He went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with its window open towards Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to the Father. Here's something I want to encourage you in in your life. Find some new rhythms in your life where you pause in your day and you go spend just a few minutes reacquainting your heart with the presence of God being near you. Stop the busyness of what you're doing and take just a few minutes every day to recalibrate your heart to the presence of God in your life, His love for you. Tune your ear to what He might want to say to you in that moment. Open your heart up to, to being still and open your heart up to creating some time in this new rhythm of life that we have to experience the goodness of what God has for you. And then I want to talk to you just a little bit about extending that out into what does your sleep habits look like? And this is going to get real personal here real fast. And I'm going to present to you some things that I don't think the people in this country and specifically the body of Christ are paying close enough attention to our sleep rhythms and the cycles that God has given us. I want to give you some, some statistics that are going to help you to understand a little bit why I'm drilling down on this particular topic when it comes to resting daily and having healthy rhythms for our life. And, and here's what some case studies, I'm gonna, these are all out of medical journals, specifically out of Harvard School of Medicine. And here's what it says, 35% of Americans don't get the recommended seven hours of sleep each night. That means about one-third of the people in our country. America currently gets, on average, about 6.8 hours of sleep each night. Let me, let me put that in comparison for you. In 1910, the average person slept nine hours 
a night. Man, how many of you want to go back to 1910 and experience a, a few more hours of sleep? Roughly 20% of Americans have sleep disorders. Since 1985, the percentages of adults getting less than six hours of sleep each night has increased 31%. 97%, listen to this moms and dads, 97% of teens get less than the recommended uh, amount of sleep for them. And there's a very specific scale that they have for students. Seven out of ten college students don't get an, an adequate sleep. No wonder they're struggling to maintain it in life. Sleep deprivation, get a load of this, costs the U.S. $411 billion annually through health-related issues, through lack of productivity and work. It's incredible what is out there. And here's a cool statistic for you. If everybody got just one more hour of sleep, it would save the U.S. economy $200 billion in one year. Harvard medical studies show that the number one leading cause of mental illness, specifically depression, is sleep disorders and a lack of sleep. Ironically, the leading cause of sleep disorder is anxiety and, listen, pace of life, our rhythms. More than 70 types of sleep disorders exist. Here's some challenges that we're facing, and probably just about everybody listening could identify with the fact that you're probably night. And oftentimes it's because of the pressures and the pace of life that we're living at, or simply because we're wrestling with some fear and anxiety and depression. Specifically in this moment of history, we're feeling those pressures in our life. Out of those same case studies, here's, here's some things that they recommend, and here's what they call it, sleep hygiene. It's the way that you can best prepare yourself to have good rest in your life. Things you can do to sleep better. Good sleep hygiene is the term that they use, and it includes tips like this, maintaining a regular sleep and wake schedule. In other words, set a healthy schedule to your life of when you're going to go to bed and when you're going to get up. Using the bedroom only for sleeping and sex. Amen. Come on now. And keeping the bedroom dark and free of distractions like computers, televisions. And I'm just going to say this. Your cell phone. Give yourself a sanctuary to go to. That when you get ready for bed at night, you're not distracted by all the other things around you. Or filling your mind with things that are causing uh, anxiety. Sleep experts say that this. If you will... If you will learn how to set healthy rhythms to your sleep schedule, the benefits to your life and your health are extraordinary, far better than any medication or vacation that you could go on. All this is showing us that God's instructions to us to rest was not just a suggestion for a possible good way of living our life, but it was an instruction from a father, the creator, the one who knows you and loves you and who desires the best for you. And his invitation is for you to learn to rest well in your life. Maybe there needs to be a recalibration for you. Maybe you need to take a look at your daily rhythms and just slow down a little bit and, and put some schedule to to when you go to bed and to when you wake up. Our family has really adopted this and it has been such a huge blessing, not only to our lives as parents and our kids having consistent bedtimes, 
but also just to their health and their rhythm as they get up every day and are rested and feel the reality of that in your life. Parents, it's worth the effort to put the discipline in for you to experience this. For those of you that are single and don't have kids around your home, I promise you the rhythms that you have in your life are impacting both the way that you live, the impact that you make in your workspace. God wants you to have great influence through those mediums and, and good, healthy rest cycles are important for us. All right, I want to talk about the third one here. The third one is rest weekly. And yes, we are talking about Sabbath. Last summer, we spent some time through a series talking about this, this topic of Sabbath rest where we take 24 hours throughout our weeks at some point in time to stop our work, yes, to forget your emails, to sit down and eat a meal with your family, to do something fun in that 24-hour span that rejuvenates you and, and, and refreshes your soul. All too many of us are ignoring the instruction of God for some Sabbath rest in our life, and we're just go, go, going, and we're, we're reaping that into our lives. I ask people all the time, it's one of my favorite questions, to say, hey, how are you doing? And 90% of the time what I hear is, I'm busy. And if it's not I'm busy, it's I'm tired. And that is actually probably a very truthful statement from most people because we're, we have not learned to enter into these unforced rhythms of grace that Jesus has invited us to. If you've been contemplating Sabbath rest or trying to figure out how that would work in your life and your family, remember, we're not talking about a Sunday rest. We are talking about finding 24 hours or making 24 hours in your schedule where you and your family slow down and experience the rest that God has intended for you. This isn't legalism. It is setting good rhythms for your life and your family. It's learning how to abide by the principles of the kingdom of God so that you can experience the full life that God wants for you. If you would be one of those people that Jesus was talking to in Matthew chapter 11 that says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Maybe it's because you have not set good rhythms of rest in your life. And Jesus is inviting you right now in this moment and, and really our schedules are being freed up at this time in history for maybe you to set some new norms for your life when it comes to rest and rhythm. The last one I want to talk to you about is, is what we call extended rest. And these are times in our lives where we make the time to get away for extended periods of rest and disconnection from the pace and rhythms of life. We would oftentimes consider this a, a vacation or some time away. Many years ago, here at River Valley, we built this into our leadership culture instruction and structure by, by setting in place for our pastors and our elders team on a seven-year cycle this principle of sabbatical rest where we give our pastors and where we give our, our uh, eldership team uh, rested in their life for an extended period of time. We've done this back in the day with Pastor Brent, and just a few years ago we did this with Pastor Chris where he took 12 weeks over a summer and just renewed his soul and got to rest from the rhythms and paces of ministry. And this year 
uh, we've actually, it's Emily and I's seventh year of being full-time here at the church. And so it's, it's our family's church to step into a season of sabbatical rest. And it is so important for us in our lives. We're actually uh, looking at some dates this summer that we're going to take about six to eight weeks and, and just enter into that space of sabbatical rest. And God wants the same for you. It's a time where you can just slow down a little bit. And I know some of you, your workspaces uh, may not have that built into the rhythm and pace, but you can take some weeks off and, and go and, and rest with your family. And by resting, I mean, don't go to Disneyland. There ain't no rest in that place. It's a blast, and we've done it and had a good time with it. But you're going from sun up to sun down. Learn how to be a person that knows what it's like to go to to some times away with the Lord and to get some extended times of rest both for you and your family. You know what's funny is I was doing some research on this. Some of the leading businesses in the United States, businesses like, like Amazon and uh, REI and, and some of these other uh, Intel spaces throughout the world give their employees these spaces of sabbatical rest because they've seen the benefits of it in their life. And I want, I want to be very clear, specifically for our team, sabbatical isn't about people going on rest because they're burnt out. Sabbatical isn't going about people going and, and just having an extended vacation necessarily. Sabbatical is about a place of renewal so that we can prevent in our leaders and our staff uh, these places of burnout. Sabbatical is really a gift from God for us and our life so that we don't get to the point of of burnout, but we get to the place of rest and renewal and restoration in our lives. God wants it for you, and He wants it for us. As we head into the days ahead, here's what I know for sure, uh, that God wants His people to be a beacon of light and hope to the world that we live in. Our world is freaked out right now. People are really wrestling with the tensions of what's going on and how do we respond to it? And, and here's what I know God desires for the church and the people of God. That we would be a people that wherever we go and whatever we do, that we carry the peace and the rest of God with us. That we're living in that moment by moment, day by day, throughout our week and in these extended moments of, of rest. And that we're learning how to be a people who can give that gift to those that are around us. There should be something different about us, church, in this time in history. People should look at our lives and go, man, there is something different about what I'm seeing in these people around me that call themselves followers of Jesus. These rhythms of rest that we see all throughout Scripture are really a gift from God to us, and not just for us, but for us to be able to give away to those that are around us in life. And so I want to invite you, specifically in this season of life, to maybe set some new rhythms of rest in your life for you and your family. To figure out how to build into your life consistent spaces of rest. Going to bed at consistent Give yourself the ability to restore. And I, what I want to, to let you know that sometimes as we begin to forge these new paths for us in life, it takes some work initially, but the work will be well worth it, I promise you, because the fruit that it will bring in your life will be extraordinary. Even as you listen to me speak today in your home resting, your home with your family, 
I'm imploring you to learn some new rhythms of grace. Learn some new pace for your life so that you'll be lived in the place of rest that God designed for you to experience. As we close our time here today, I just want to pray over you. And then I've got a few words of instruction for you as we look into the weeks that are ahead of us, some things that we can do as a family together. But, but let me just pray over you and your family right now as we just close this time of just being in God's Word together. Father, we thank you, uh, Lord, that your Word is always alive. Lord, that it's always active. Lord, that it's always producing inside of us, God, the righteousness, Lord, that you desire. And that righteousness, Lord, is the right way of living. And so, God, we just surrender ourselves to you. Lord, we ask that you would teach us how to enter into these rhythms of rest for our life. God, that we would be healthy, both spirit, soul, and body, God. Lord, that all of our being, God, would learn how to enter into the rest, Lord, that you created for humanity, and that, God, from that place, Lord, that we would be a people, Lord, that bring that to those that are around us in our life. Lord, we thank you so much, Jesus, that you are with us, Lord. Even as we're sitting today in our homes, God, and, and separated, God, maybe by some distance, Lord, I thank you that we are united by the power of your Holy Spirit. And then, God, as we gather together around worship and your word today, God, Lord, that we get to experience the fullness of your presence. And here's what your word says. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. So, God, I just speak joy over every person listening to this today. Lord, that their hearts would be encouraged, Lord. Lord, that through this time, Lord, that we would be a people that carry joy and hope to all of those that are around us, God. Lord, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, come on, amen. Thanks again for listening to this message. Do you know someone who'd be blessed by it? Make sure to share it with them this week.